So the big question is, how do healthcare experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you are a physical therapist, a dietitian, an occupational therapist, a chiropractor, MD, or other healthcare expert, this is for you. My name is Javier Carlin and welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that I'm currently using to grow my own business and to help you grow yours using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. This is your host, Dr. Javier Carlin. And today I'm excited to bring you a very special guest, Dr. Liz Cook. Liz is a physical therapist and the owner of Blue Ridge Biomechanics, her successful cash space PT clinic. She's also the founder of The Ride Life, where she has a Facebook group of almost 20,000 mountain bike ladies, and she helps them ride stronger via online training and support. Liz also helps clinicians develop their niches and their offers as well. Well, Liz, thank you so much for jumping on. So excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I know we've been trying to get this set up for some time now. So I've been really wanting to bring you on because, you know, one of the things that I love about what you've been able to do in, in both businesses is you've been able to be very successful in them. And, you know, I think with the online side, it's really amazing what you've been able to do with Facebook group, a free Facebook group. So maybe we can touch on that today. But before we do, I get really excited about this stuff. Before we dive into all of that, because we will, uh, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about your background, and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, having that side note, having that face group of so many people, it's unreal. It's just crazy. But backstory. So I graduated school in 2014. Everybody always told me that I was going to end up being a business owner and I denied it again and again and again. I told them that they were crazy, that I never wanted to own my own practice. And then a couple years down the road, it was about 28 January when I opened Blue Ridge Biomechanic. I was like, well, they all were right. <laughs> So I opened Blue Ridge Biomechanics, which is an out of network cash based PT clinic. I focus on whitewater kayakers and mountain bikers in there. So it's a super niche down clinic. And then about six months into that, I realized that there was this lovely online world that could open up and I could treat people and people from all over the world and country. And I was like, ooh, maybe this is the direction I want to go into because the idea of having clinicians underneath me and running more of an admin wasn't the most exciting to my brain. I open my practice because not for money wise, but because I wanted to treat people how I wanted to treat them. It stressed me out beyond belief to have so many people that I would need today and I wouldn't be able to give them the care that they, that I thought they deserved. And that's what pushed me to step out on my own to treat people how I wanted to. Plus it seems crazy, but nobody wants to pay you less and have you work less hours. So you have a better work-life balance. And I wanted to work like 25, 30 hours a week. But when you do that, you drop below full-time, you lose benefits and all the other stuff. And so you might as well just go out on your own. And so I did because that's how our stem of salary and working for somebody else works country is that you have to work so much time for them, get stuff back from them. So started that. Then I started looking in the online world of mountain biking because there's a ton of mountain bikers, especially online and started up a free Facebook group that epically failed. <laughs> 
I was really stoked if I got a couple likes on my post. Like if there was a comment, I like almost did like a little dance. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so after I did that for about six months of really spinning my wheels, created an online course that epically failed as well, I realized that I need to get some help. <laughs> I uh, hired a business coach. I hired Alex and Will from Healthy Funnel and started changing gears, shifting. I closed that face group, opened up a new one called Mountain Bikes. I niched down and I really focused on people that were near and dear to my heart with Mountain Bikes and helping them feel stronger, feel more confident on the trail and having a guidance of how to get there that wasn't just a typical let's work you out, alters and draw you every single time you do a workout, but actually give you things that support your body and to balance it. And I took from my side of that building my pro. I love that so much. There's so much gold to pull out of your story. And I think the first thing that comes to mind, I know so many healthcare professionals, one of their biggest challenges is the idea of niching down and work a select number, whether it's because we were taught right in PT school, you know, you can help everyone if they have a head, if they have a toe, right? Anything from head to toe, you can help them. Right. And we have this like generalist mentality. And I think a part of it is that, and a part of it is also the belief that, oh, well, if I start to narrow down, are there going to be enough people out there that I can help? that my services and I'm not going to actually be able to grow a business that's sustainable long term. So, so I'm curious, like, you know, with both your in-person business and the online business, it sounds like, you know, you were very niched down. So what was your experience like with that? And yeah, what's your insight on, on niching down specifically? I think niching down is the, it's what gives a little bit more bias. To go to, I mean, you think about your own when you're looking for somebody to help you, if they talk a little bit more to you, if you know that they see people that are like you, then your trust in them automatically starts to increase before you see them. Like if I hurt my knee, am I going to go to just an orthopedic doc or do I want to see an orthopedic doc that specializes? I think that question can answer for yourself. You know, if you're looking for a business coach, you're going to look for a business coach that if you're doing a clinic side business. Are you going to look for an online specific business coach? No, probably not. You're going to look for somebody who helps with brick and mortar. Does it mean that you can't help other people? No, it's just easier to find your people and easier to talk to your people. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And, you know, from your own personal experience, like, you know, obviously both, and we can dive into it more in a second, but in your private practice, you niche down to uh, mountain bikers. And the other one was whitewater kayakers. Whitewater. Yeah. That's like, that's really specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it, also, it yeah. depends on where you live too. You know, like true. I couldn't be in the middle of the Midwest when there's no whitewater kayaking in like the hundred mile radius and be like, I'm going to treat whitewater kayakers and I'm going to have a flood of people. No, I live in an area that has a lot of whitewater kayakers. It has a lot of mountain bikers. I think also whenever you're looking for niching down, is there a community that's around that? Especially for brick and mortars, it's what community parts of that all of a sudden now you're part of the name that is in that community as the or as one of the these whitewater kayakers. There's these mountain bikers there. And so then your name gets brought up more often. And then you start gaining clients versus word of mouth from people that haven't actually even come in to see you. They just know that you're that type of person. Wow. But Liz, are there enough people out there to build a, a really successful business uh, when you're selling you this town? <laughs> how, do you, how many people do you need? Have you done the numbers? Have you like looked and seen like, all right, I need to see this many people. How many people are in this area for that? Well, only about a hundred thousand. Only. <laughs> it's so true. So true. Yeah. And or how many times, how much are they getting hurt? You know, mm. if you were T wise, you know, how much are they getting hurt or how much they need more guidance of it for strength training? Yeah, that's a huge, and I think that's a huge um, realization that many people have to make. And really, because everyone has like, and, you know, for the most part, most people have a select group of people that they're really passionate about. They get 
really excited about they would love to work with like day in and day out. And it sounds like, you know, for you, you do mountain biking yourself too, right? Oh yeah. I think it's important to do something that you can relate back to because then you are in the community as well. Like it's Mm. not that you're just like on the outside looking in, but you are part of that. People have a face, they have a name, they have something that they see with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's huge. And when, when you had, cause I know you were about six months into your private practice, the in-person side, and then six months in, you started to explore the online side. So what was that like? And even up until now, right, you've been managing both of them. How has that balance been like? And um, what's that been like for you? Uh, I think it's a, uh, sometimes some weeks are a little bit busy, but most weeks are more manageable. I think it depends on how you choose your business strategy or your kind of how you manage your business. Like what type of services are you going to give for either or? And then how many clients are you going to take on? How often are you going to end up seeing them? Those type of things. Like, are you comfortable with having a wait list? Because I had a wait list for Blue Ridge Biomechanics because I needed to only be there so many days in the week and to set those boundaries and make sure they had that time and ability to manage both. Yeah, that's that's huge. And I think, uh, you know, just based off what you said, I think a lot of people go into it and it's not like you've obviously been able to do it successfully for both of them. And I think a lot of people don't think about everything that you just mentioned. Um, and that's why, you know, they end up going to like two different things, right? And it's not possible. But when you don't manage your expectations and your time, right, it can really start to burn you out even more so than, you know, the nine to five job that we had before. So, um, so I think that's, a, that's a good point. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's all about different boundaries and different mm-hmm. setting expectations, you know, as you bring on any clients, are you telling them what your expectations are within that? Are you letting them know that, Hey, you can send me a message here, but I probably won't respond to the next day if it's after five, like, unless it's an emergency, you will have those random times that you're like, shit, I guess I should have responded to them. But the neck that last night, it kind of seemed like an emergency whenever I, or it didn't seem like an emergency then, but now that I'm talking to you, you need to go to the doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Boundaries for some reason seems to be one of the hardest things for most people, especially when you go into uh, business ownership and you know you have your own business. It's so easy to want to help everyone because that's who we are. Uh, it's so easy to put ourselves last. Um, but I know, I know for you, like one of the main things that you've been really focusing on and really good at is having that balance, right? Uh, and not letting your business kind of take over your life, um, which I think is super important. And especially early on, have have trouble with that. Like, what what have you been able to do to help with that person? I think it goes back to why I started. Right? So if you start your business and make more money, then you will dive head in and will just focus on more money. Start your business to have a work life, like a little bit more freedom of time. Then it going back to that main point, hell, even having a post-it note that sticks on your monitor of your computer that says like, why the hell did you start this? Or work-life balance or other different aspects. Like some week won't do well with it. Some week you'll schedule in your bike ride that you've wanted to do midday on Wednesday and you'll go and do it. And it'll you'll set time aside for that stuff. Yeah, I think that that's so powerful. Just the the idea of like, why did you start this first place to begin, right? And I think that, you know, for it's so easy to to go, 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 go that you start to, yes, grow the business times quickly, but everything else kind of, you know, goes off to the side. And it's so easy to say, oh yeah, but like, I'll, I'll make sure I take care of that when I hit this goal, right? And the thing about, you know, entrepreneurship is that there's always the next level. There's like always this next thing that you can do that's exciting, right? And knowing that it's like everything needs to, to happen at the same time. And we have to be able to fit that into our schedules daily. If we if we are saying it's important, whether it's, you know, I know the health side of things, relationships in our life, right? Because it's so easy to say, well, I went, I'm doing this business for my family, but then you neglect your family along the way. And it's like, well, that's not the point. So I think that's that's big. Yeah, I think putting it into your schedule is one of the biggest mm. things, blocking out the time, making it happen. And then also being okay with plateaus. Hmm. So like, yes, there's always the next 
next thing. Yeah. Do you need it tomorrow? Most yeah. likely not. Give yourself a week or two. Take a little bit of like a step back breather. Do some more you time. Actually care for the one the clients that you have. Make sure that they're going to stay. And then look for the next thing that's going to bring in more clients. But like, yes, you'll always have certain things on the back burner on warm. But do you need to turn them on high yet? Love that's so powerful. That really is. Like seriously, it's, it's yeah. hard to take that step back. It's hard to like allow yourself for that plateau. Even whenever you like look back at the books, you're like, oh, dang, July was a little bit slower. It's like, yeah, but I also this, this, and this. Like June, I took a two week vacation out to Colorado. My Blue Ridge Biomechanics side, I only saw people for weeks that month. I had an appendectomy in May. I only saw people for two weeks in May at Blue Ridge Biomechanics. I could have canceled my Colorado trip, but I didn't. Thankfully with my online business, I also had money still coming in, even with the appendectomy and also with my two-week vacation in Colorado. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's so powerful. And I, I think, you know, that and kind of just even thinking about that's what building something, you know, on your own terms, right? Having a business allows you to do where most people and you like even you said you've online business, right? What's so cool about that is you had income in even when you were out, right? Enjoying your life. <laughs> so I think it all goes back to, you know, for everyone listening right now, asking yourself that question, like, why did I start in the first place? And really, I think it's so easy to get caught up in the day to day, um, but really kind of take like, you know, putting your foot on the brake right? And just thinking about, wait a second, like, where am I at right now? Right? How does this look like not just financial component, but you know, that the wheel of life, right? Where there's like social relationships, career, uh, spiritual life, all these different pieces, and really just reflecting back on that, perhaps even every making sure that your finances aren't just the, aren't the only thing that 10 out of 10, but all the other components are also pretty high up there. So yeah, thanks I, for sharing. That. I think I'm, I do a little bit of like a monthly huddle when it comes to both mm. finances, and then also like how was the last month in regard to what my goals are and goals can be many different things they can be financial can be like client based they can also be like again why did you start this business is it working towards where you actually want to be towards or is it not and did you fail epically at that aka you worked ass off and you didn't have very much free time and you didn't do a lot of the other different aspects or did you actually make time for yourself are you building a business that is sustainable for your life and that you want if not what things need to start paying for you to start building that because there's different stages in business that you need to put the hammer down you need to work your tail off and then there's other times when you're like all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna float here for a bit <laughs> Yeah, I like that. And the, the idea of floating too, right? Instead of sinking, it's like, no, like, you know, there's a point in your business where you can float. And it's You're a okay nice right now. You're you okay. can float for a bit. Exactly. We can start kicking against women, but we can float for a bit. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's so good. So, so I would love to know, um, you know, with the, the online side of things, like you had mentioned that at the first time you started a Facebook group, you launched an online course. It was a big flop. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> so, so I I, would, I, I think it'd be super helpful for everyone listening. Like, what was what was that like in the sense of like, what what were you building, right? What was the group about? What was the online course? Like looking back at it, what were those things that you feel like didn't work versus what you're doing now that obviously is working? Uh, I think I think having like, yeah, just like a look into like what it was like, what it's like now and what changed. Yeah, so I think the first one I started, I didn't have a whole lot of direction as to, I know I wanted to see and help mountain bikers. I started Mountain Bike and Dream Port Group. And and it's funny how words can make you think of certain things. A lot of people thought it was like mental health support for people that have been injured by mountain bike is what I found out. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> 
I mean, like you got hurt. I can help you physically with those things. And then also I didn't have a clue of how to build an online. And same thing with being part of a community in your own like area code type gig, zip code, surrounding area. You need a community online to help support itself so it can stand out. And so people will be engaged. They'll be involved with it and they'll want to support others within it. And that's the biggest thing within growing a Facebook group is that it's an online community. It has a head, but it also has it's like a, I always refer things back to you in person stuff. So it's like a dining room table of like dinner guests. You want them to all talk, converse and have conversation even when you leave the room. You don't want it to be crickets when you leave the room. So you don't want to be like head over everything. You want to involve different people to gain in themselves. And I did not do any of that when it came to my first Facebook group. I was like, this is just the place I can put out my posts and they can learn about me. And it was all about, well, obviously that didn't work so well. And then I saw a problem that they were having and I created a course around it, Neck for Mountain Bikers, but nobody actually asked for it. I didn't poll anybody. I didn't have anybody that I really could poll. 150 people in that face group. It was pathetic. And it there was nobody that asked me for anything. Whenever you're creating anything online or you're creating anything as a whole, you need somebody that tells you that they want this or they need this. They are seeking this out. And you just think that they want it. You just think that they need it, but nobody's actually asked you for it. Probably you're going to bark up the wrong thing. You're going to get crickets and you have to release it. So regards to now, I obviously created a community Facebook group. I'm involved in it less now than I was in the beginning. I put out my posts. I do run different challenges. I do different aspects in there. I do Facebook lives each week for the most part. I am pregnant right now. And so my Facebook lives are becoming less because my mobility is coming less. <laughs> Seven month pregnant lady rolling around on the floor trying to do exercises. <laughs> Picture that in your brain. <laughs> People are just going to pay you to watch that. <laughs> I was like, I think next week I'm going to do a core one, but I'm like, oh, what core exercise can I actually do right now? <laughs> So I'm also with building that. I asked them what they wanted. Like, what were they struggling with? What were their that I could meet? And a lot of them were based on climbing, that they didn't have the fitness. They didn't have the confidence. They didn't have the ability to keep up with friends. They didn't feel proud, like feel proud of themselves out there. They didn't feel like they could. And that comes back to a lot of things, life as a whole from multiple, like several different areas, feeling like you could having strength to actually make shit happen and not feeling like you can go along with a group because you're going to be the one that puts everybody back. And going back to some of those aspects and creating a program around it, you test certain things within it and then you make your full program. And that's what I did and how I changed it up. And then I also went from doing like a four-week program or a six-week program into month members, which is a huge jump and also a very slow and arduous journey to building because monthly members should take a lot more people, especially if they are small price points, like $25 a month, like mine is. And so if you like look around you, you're like, well, such and such just starting like, an extra $7,000 this month. Well, I did a huge launch and I gained, and I got $1,500. But over time, that's whenever you grow a single business that you want, you know? That's how I'm going to be able to have that running whenever I'm on. I'm not going to be seeing, I do some one-on-one clients well, but I'm not going to be having it guide my entire life as I'm running this online business I built this specific way. Yeah, this is so good, Liz. Uh, so thanks sharing. This is like paid content right here, everyone. So I hope you're taking some notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
for real though. Uh, take some notes, write this down. So a couple, you know, there's, I have so many questions. Um, this is so good. So I guess because it's the last thing that you just mentioned, we'll start there. So I know you mentioned you have the membership model right now, and you also uh, will take, you know, every, every now and then some, someone coaching clients as well. With the membership model, do you have several different offers? Do you have several different uh, levels to your membership? Um, or is that the one that you're really focusing on? And that's the one that you're always getting. I have one main membership model. Cool. If you have multiple offers, like there's certain people that speak about like this, like golden road up to your, like your main offer point, you just confuse people. They're like, well, which one is which? What is this? What is that? I don't know what's going on. But if you have like one main thing, then you can push people towards and they don't get used, especially when it comes to online stuff. And so I have one main offer. I have different deals that I run that include other little bits and pieces because I have a couple other standalone offers that are for sale that are one-time buy, lifetime access type gig. But I include that in some of my monthly memberships to make it like a deal that's happening for a certain period of time. But I have one main membership. And then I also have like individual fitness clients that pay a monthly rate. And then I have individual co business coaching clients that pay a monthly rate. Got it. Okay. okay. Um, but I don't take very many in either one of those aspects because I was running Blue Ridge Biomechanic well. And I say was because as of this week, it's closing the in-person side of it. And I'm going all the telehealth online because I make sure I have my ducks in a row for my upcoming maternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were talking about before, and I think it's just so amazing. Um, in the world that we live in now and just the opportunity that you created, right, and that you went for yourself um, to be able to be in a position where you can do that, right, and feel good about it, too, which is so cool. Like, do you ever see yourself going back to having uh, in-person business? Or do you think that once you go online, like, you're just going to 100% focus on that? I think that, well, my online side has been my main source of income for like six to eight months now. Cool. So a fairly good amount of time. And I don't, I don't know if I will or not, to be honest, it will see what happens if I'm like, I just want to get me out of the house. Let me see some people in person type of gig. Or if I want to go full online, I think that once I have baby, that is going to be managing my time and barriers even more. And when I have time for different aspects. So I think probably not, but leaving that part as an open end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that's what's so neat about it. And, you know, some might argue with this, but I, I strongly believe in it. I think having that on online opponent gives you the flexibility to not have to go back to something because you feel like you to, but more so because you want to, and you actually like want to maybe work with people and again, right? And I think I think that's what's so neat about the online side of things. You always have that choice. And for me, I'm really big on flexibility, freedom, and that, you know, if I got so much more and I'm getting so much more from having an online business versus the in-person practice. Uh, but for some people, they love the in-person. They love meeting with people in person. And I, I like it too, um, but I can do that in other ways. <laughs> so, you know, hanging out with my friends and my family. <laughs> so, so, but everyone has their own thing. Um, but having that opportunity to decide like, Hey, I want to do some person, but my main thing is going to be online is really, um, so I think that's so awesome. How did you, you, one of the other things that you mentioned, which I love the metaphor, I think that's what it's called a metaphor analogy, same thing anyway, <laughs> about you're in the kitchen table, right? You're the conversation starter. Like it's, you're hosting the party, right? And then all of a sudden you have to go to the other room, the kitchen, whatever it might be, the restroom, doesn't matter, a room outside of the dining table. So you, you leave that room and then there's silence, right? It gets awkward. It's like, no, like you guys have to like converse amongst yourselves without me being there. So inside of a Facebook group, like if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the things that you did inside of the group to get that conversation to continue without you being there? I think it goes back to even that same dining room table. What do you do to help people converse that don't know each other? You make a connection point. What's a commonality between those two? And what's where one person will admit that they have an issue with something? If somebody has a, will admit they have an issue or they 
struggle with something, then automatically somebody else will either come to help them or they will say, I have an issue with that as well. Automatically a conversation started. Do it online. Hey, who has issue with climbing hills for mountain biking? Me, me, I do, I do. And then so all of a sudden there's a lot of people with a commonality that they have issues climbing hills or who has issues with neck tightness as they ride. You know, let's talk about this in the Facebook live and then prompting conversation to be had as you're in that live or as you're in other Facebook group with that. Hey, who had weekend fun this, this uh, past Saturday and Sunday? Like, what'd you do? Commonality, connection point, different points of, of need help. Everybody yeah. loves to help somebody else. Yeah, that's so good. And I think I think one of the traps that we fall into is like, well, we, we know we can help. So it's like, we're like, all right, let's go in there and like help solve the problem. Like right off the bat, it's like, wait a second, like let other people chime in and start conversations amongst each other. That's awesome. Yeah, because we don't have all the answers to everything all the time. Yeah. It's just not so possible. And so like having to be a poster or something else, or even like putting it out there as you're going through life, hey, if anybody has any other comments about this, I'd love to know. Like I, even saying it on the Facebook Live, like I don't have all the answers. I'd love to know what you do for this. What's something that you like? Open it up where you're not the only head that's going to talk, where it's a dining room table. Yeah, that's so good. So good. It's um, so hard to do because you feel like fear of losing their your title in the group, that you're losing your experts, that you're not going to be the known one there and that other people are going to come up and they're going to take your spot. It's not, it's not yeah, right. yeah, that's so good. I'm sure there's so many different ways that you that um, to help and really just get others to engage conversation together. And, you know, one of the one of the key things that we did early on, too, was just um, message every single person and actually start a one to one conversation with them inside of Messenger, for example, and then creating things that they specifically ask for tagging them and just kind of, you know, connecting them with other people in the community that we're also dealing with the same thing like I mentioned, um, I think is so key. So what's um, what is one thing that you learned in the last month about either your life, your career, your business that has completely changed your perspective? One thing I've learned the last one. It could be the last one. A little more guidance. (laughs) (laughs) It's deep. I don't know. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Anything about, man, I mean, I'm trying to think. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to throw stuff at you because I, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, there's you're having a baby, which is amazing. Having a baby, you know, having the two businesses, um, really figuring out how you're going to be structuring that in the future. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's making sure that you see if you're in, in okay. one of them, you know. Yeah. As you're as you're looking at restructuring, as you're looking at because right now I'm looking at hiring help and okay other aspects within that and making sure they're trained to do more things, making mm-hmm. a list of actually what the hell I do each day. <laughs> Yes, that's so good. You know, because it's different. Like in the online world, it's a lot of different aspects, touches and making sure things are in their place. Like, mm. like, all right, I got this. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, forgot about this, 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 and this. Yeah. <laughs> Get that done too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Cause I think, and you know, what's so neat about it is that, um, cause I know we were talking about before we jumped on too, that the idea of like, Hey, like there's some big life changes that are happening. Right. Um, and you know, one could freak out and maybe there is some of that. I'm sure there is. I don't have any kids yet. I'm sure part of it is like, Oh, oh my God, like this is going to like change everything for us. Um, But at the same time, it's like, cool. Well, what do we have to do to make sure everything still runs as smooth as possible? There's always things I'm sure. Um, But one of those things, like you mentioned, is having people to help you, right? Mm -hmm. Which which is can be a little bit scary sometimes, like bringing on people, leading a team, you know, paying a team, all these things that come up and it's like, oh man, but that's important for everyone listening here. Like that's how you not just grow your business, maintain your business, but also um, get your time back, right? Because a lot of those things that we do daily, 
sometimes we're not even aware of them. We don't even realize like all the little tasks that we do. But once we start to like create, you know, SOPs uh, and start writing all these things down, it's like, wow, like that's a lot of little things that I do that I don't necessarily have to be doing that someone else could for a lot cheaper (laughs) um, than, you know, what my time is worth. So um, yeah, I think that's. Yeah. And then also like having a trial time. And so like, cause there's going to be growing pain whenever you hire anybody and making sure it's not like, all right, you're live. I'm out. Oh wait, still need a little bit because this isn't quite right. We need to learn from this. So like having like that, like overlapping phase is. Yeah, that's good. What's your plan for life business the next five years? Uh, I think growing the ride life enough where my husband's a farrier. He uh, puts shoes on horses. Cool. I was like, I have no idea what that is. So explain, but you did. So awesome. (laughs) Um, So he runs his own business in that. So he also is a professional photographer that he went to photography school. And so doing either some retreats in person, different places, or building up the ride life enough where he helps me with some different YouTube videos because I'm expanding my platform from just Facebook to YouTube, Instagram, and also podcast. And so overlaying that, I also built up my email list, obviously, that you do over time. And so bringing him underneath the head of the ride life as well. So it supports both of us, not just one of us. Yes. We get more time freedom and can travel a little bit more or do more things with your little girl. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. It is a beautiful thing when you're able to um, work within the business with your partner, with your significant other um, for so many reasons, which is cool that that's an horizon. So Liz, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being here um, and sharing some some gold with with our listeners. Do you mind sharing with everyone uh, where they keep up with you if they'd like to learn more about you and your work? Yeah, so I'm the Ride Life Mountain Biking on Instagram. If you're a lady, a lady, then you can join the Mountain Biking Ladies Facebook group. You can always reach out info at theridelife.com or there's other ways of contacting you via theridelife.com on my website. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, this, This is really great. If you had to leave everyone with one piece of advice for those that are looking to to start their own business and take that leap. What- to ask people what they want. Yeah. Get on phone calls, have conversations, see what people actually and what they want in their in their life for help and assistance and see if you can fit that bill. Boom. Simple and highly effective. Just ask people what they want and then give it to them. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, again, thank you so much. And everyone listening, thank you for jumping on. See you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. If you are tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you are ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you are going to want to head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider. And there you will find over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is only available for listeners of this show. So if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.